now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Thank you. It's Saturday, and I just want to say thank you, y'all. We made it through another week. If Saturday is your day where all the pressures of the week are gone, then welcome and happy Saturday. And I said I was going to start saying what day it is. One, to help you realize the time span between when I record these and when you actually find the episode, and also to help you understand why it is I may be a little chipper than I am on a, on a other on another day and so forth. Uh, because I know what Saturday is, and if you you know have to if you have so many things to be accountable for during the week, and then Saturday you get to lay in that bed and just chill. Let me tell you, I still got up, I still made that bed. In fact, I had a really great shutdown process. I uh, went, I took a hot shower last night because you know I get to bathe in the soap that I make, and and I have to test them out. And so I took a hot shower last night just to kind of end the week. One of the things that really helped me get into Getting out of bed in the morning was really coming up with a great shutdown process. And uh, I had a speaker at one of my events, which was uh, Breakfast with Dryer Buzz. We did a, a series, a beta series, and not even a beta series, but we did a series of breakfasts. Um, in 2017 and we met actually the first Wednesday of each month and over breakfast uh, entrepreneurs or people who were trying to launch into their passions um growing their careers and and we would sit around the table for breakfast and you know what being in Atlanta you got to imagine I have experienced every, every level of networking there is or there was and so because we're in the pandemic as well for those of y'all in the future and uh, and so I wanted a, a level of networking that the people at the table were the people that were supposed to be at the table. You didn't have to compete, you know, with the music and the party atmosphere, which often takes over a lot of evening networking and even afternoon networking. Um, there's just a lot of people in the afternoon networking that have to be worried about uh, matters and things that needed to take care of at home. And, and you were always taken away. I know I felt like that. It was always having to do one or the other. So I had a breakfast at 7 o'clock in the morning, which means, you know, I had to be up at 5, uh, going, you know, make it through the commute because they were centrally located um, where all of, you know, the following was. And uh, so we picked some really nice spots. Really, if people are still talking about those spots, the people are still talking about the, the breakfasts because I documented the whole thing. And uh, so there's video out there on, there's a page for it that pretty much archives a lot of it. And then there are also things on YouTube and, uh, and other platforms as well. And they come up, they come back up randomly on different anniversaries and so forth. And I get to see people who are doing amazing things that came to the table. And I would each, um, each breakfast, I would invite, you know, various subject matter experts, I guess you would say. And we would sit around the table at breakfast and have crosstalk and just some amazing experiences. And they work so well because, um, one, coming to something at 7 a.m. in the morning, everybody that makes it there is serious about who they are and what they're doing and what they want to accomplish. Everybody. Not one person is, I'm just trying this out. Because you don't just try out something at 7 in the morning when you got to get up at 5 and get dressed and drive. You know, and so it ended up being these amazing think tanks, right? And uh, and then it was supposed to be from seven to nine, and I made it from seven to nine, thinking, 
surely nobody would be left around at nine because everybody has to go off, either going off to their careers or go and do all these other things that they have to do. And there were people who would come and say, you know, well, I only got 30 minutes or I only got an hour, or this, any other. And, and I would remind them, you know, because you get caught up in this now, remind them, hey, you, you, you need it, you want it, um, uh, an alert, and they were like, I think I'm going to stay, I think I'm going to stay, and next thing you know, they went from nine to noon, okay, literally, because even after we finished the uh, prescribed portion of the program, um, people would stay and network and, and build and collaborate, and, and people would have, because we were at these amazing locations, if they had to do something else, they'd have people meet them there, so literally, we would, we would end up, it would end up being a full-on day, of a, a work day because it it was just that amazing and letting that come through but anyway I say all that to say one of the speakers I had talked about getting your rest you know one of the speakers um talked about you know the reason why all of this other stuff seems complicated because one you just don't have enough energy you don't have enough focus you know you can't it, it can't be done and one and something we all learned is that we were just really running ourselves ragged, especially at an event. You got an event on your calendar now that you've got to be there at seven. And when I tell you, when I would arrive, there were people who would be there before me. And I'm going, I'm getting there with the with the people who run the establishment, turning on the lights and getting getting everything done. Um, and then we would arrive in, in, in one place we were at, we would arrive in the hot breakfast and everything was already done. One place we would arrive and they would be doing things. You know, we ended up moving from that location. In fact, they are now uh, going out of business but because they couldn't get it together. And it was a beautiful establishment. It was something that came to Atlanta. It wasn't um, it wasn't indigenous to Atlanta. And it was a style that, you know, they were introducing Atlanta too. Um, but they didn't have a lot of trust factoring going on in their management. And, you know, there was some ghosting stuff going on, all kinds of stuff. Anything, you, you can name it. Um, they didn't want to change with the time. You know, and I understand, you can you can introduce it. Now is the time to reinvent the wheel. But if you're going to come with the reinvention of the wheel, you still got to come with the history of the wheel, right? And there's too many of us out here trying to reinvent stuff. And it looks familiar to people or a generation. And you're like, wait, now how? And then you don't make the proper changes to the new, you know, yeah, I would love to go spend um, some time, go west and spend some time on a, on a, uh, on a um, cowboy, you know, be a cow, but yet you still got to, you still got to have some amenities that I'm used to that, that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like now is the time to reinvent, but you also have to bring along with that, the history of it, because if you don't bring with that, the history of it, then it's just not going to sustain itself. Like when I talk about things and I talk about when I wrote uh, 27 Answers to Create Buzz, I started with the Great Depression. I'm like, if these, if people who had nothing could still be innovative and from that innovation never saw any level of poverty ever again, you know, I am all about people who never ended up going back where they came from. They were just always going forward because they developed the behaviors, they fixed the human nature of a thing and develop new behaviors. And we are out here um, seven and a, 723 into this trying to develop new behaviors. We want a new behavior. You know, even when we have the big, some of the biggest things or the worst things or the most fearful things worrying us, we still want it to be our behavior that we stand tall, 
that we face it, that we just keep going through it. You got to keep going through it because even if you try to ignore it, it's not going away. Even if you try to pray or procrastinate for more time, it's not going away. And I don't mean to combine those two, but I, I realized when I, and when I was praying, I was asking not to see stuff. I was asking, you know, to make me make me um, not pay attention to this, that, and the other. And it's like, wait a minute, that's not how we do this. Things keep coming up and you keep experiencing the same thing. You keep having this type of relationship or you keep finding that type of job or you keep running into these types of friends is because the only thing you can change, the only thing you, the only things that can really become more positive, the only thing that can become less fearful, the only thing that can become more aware um, is you, is us, is me. And when I realized that, when I realized that, I had no problem getting out of bed because now guess what? I'm getting out of bed for myself. I'm getting out of bed. I'm not worried about what somebody thinks. I'm not worried about, you know, I'm not letting people put a bunch of stuff in my lap anymore. Like, here, take this on for me. Take that on for me. Oh, I got this sense of urgency and I got an emergency and this and the other. And they, everybody wants the sense of urgency to start with you, start with us, start with me. And I'm like, no, that's a whole lot that needs to be done before it comes for you. Put it on my desk, in my lap. Get my attention on it. Here are the things that need to be done. Because a lot of times people, they only thing, only thing that they do in a in an emergency or a rush is hand it off. They want to just hand it off. I I had people when I when I used to do websites. Oh my God, I need a website. And they would come and they put their money down, and they'll tell me what domain they want. You know, and they think that that's it. And I'm like, no, you need to bring. I need I need the data. I need the facts. I need what do you need, what it is you do? <laughs> you know, you want a you want a five, ten, fifteen, twenty page website. That's a whole lot of content. Now I could I could watch you and develop all of this, but that's at a that's at a different price. And then guess what? I had a I had let me tell you the most successful part about it was because a lot of times people move from one thing to the next. And I said, What you don't want to do is you don't want to go out there establishing all this stuff. So let me just give you a landing page. You know, I'll host it. And that way, when you change up to something else, we just wipe that sucker, you know? Here, here's a link. Um, I'll make it, you know, you, you at, you dot my stuff, you know, whatever, on my link. Because that's how, because I noticed the behaviors. I know that I've, I've applied the behaviors and human nature to a thing. And I'm like, these people think they understand what it is to have a website. And, and the, account, the accountability that goes along with that update and getting this thing updated. They think, I'll play along. I'll play along. But I tell you what we're going to do because I want you to be accountable. And I want anything that's got my name on it to be real and truthful and transparent. Here's what you really need. You just need to rent a website. You might need to just lease, just lease it for six months. We're not going to go out there and, and buy all this stuff up and get all this hosting and, and, and all this stuff for you to put something out there that says coming soon for six months or a year or five. All right. Here's what you really need. And I gave them what they could sustain. I gave them what they could be held accountable to. I gave them what they needed. And then in six months when they were on or something else or whatever, we just wipe. Let's just wipe it. Hey, because you have to have, you know, I had a, I gave them a, I gave them a beginning, a middle and an end. Now, here's the beginning. Here's where we're going to start. Here's the middle. We, we want to hit X amount of peak. This is what the outcome we want to hit halfway through. And halfway through, we want to stop and we want to take some measurements 
you know, we want to see that the methodology is working. And if it is, then we plan another six months or we plan an exit strategy. We start the, we start the exit strategy because we go into that with that part of the plan. There's not a lot out here. In fact, very little out here that gets you thinking about the exit strategy. I told you I had to go to a whole conference. When I said, okay, 2020, I ain't trying to do nothing in 2020. So I, in 2015, I was like, wait a minute. You know, I need, I need to start thinking about my exit strategy. And that's when I was, like, getting ready to close the digital divide. And I'm like, well, you can't quite exit now because now you're going to be at Sweet 16. And now the digital divide is finally close. So all this stuff you've been talking about for the past 15 years is now here. you got to at least enjoy a year of it. And I stayed on through 2016, and I'm like, okay, got to celebrate. You know, got a sweet 16. You know, that's that's so much marketing to that. And I did. And I said, okay, I'll do 2016. I didn't do much, you know, blogging. I didn't do much covering events because I'd already, in my mind, heart and soul, started to, started to exit of coming off, coming off the red carpets and coming away from the celebrities and, you know, moving in. And that's when I said, okay, well, now what I'm going to do in 2016, 2015, 2016, uh, I'll just start, I'll become the teacher, you know, hey, listen, this is how this works. There's a lot of people coming behind now, you know, that are asking questions. Oh, well, you know, I've got the book, um, went on the quote unquote book tour, started doing the book events and going out and doing that. And then 2017, we did, um, you know, I, life was changing a little bit more. That exit strategy was coming. I needed the exit strategy for a different reason. And uh, and so I started crafting other things to do since I couldn't go as far away as I wanted to. I'm like, well, here's here's what I could do here. And so we did that. We did the breakfast and we did a couple other things, podcasting and so forth. And the exit strategy was then to get through the twenty, get through the sweet sixteen, and then year seventeen. Uh, as a matter of fact, year seventeen, there was some major hacking, you know, technology change. There were some real security issues in twenty seventeen. Because you remember now, I said, you know, we absolutely closed the digital divide. People were no longer concerned with their uh, privacy and security. Was a, you know was amped, had to be amped up. People were. It rush into social media and, and technology and granting all these permissions to all of this stuff. And next thing you know, everybody was hacked to whole systems, companies, corporations, cities, <laughs> you know, all of this stuff was going on at a time we should have been pulling back because we had a lot of people coming on that, were, that weren't aware of the, the behaviors that we had to have out here. And so everything ended up just going and, and if you didn't feel it good for you. I felt it. I lost uh, my website, even though I was planning the exit strategy. It was like, oh, uh, yeah, 2015 should have been that thing because 2017 is all gone. It's all gone. And here's what it's going to take to bring it back. And I'm like, well, you know what? We were getting ready to exit out of it anyway. I've got all this amazing content, the content that was really worthy of being uh, saved is on other platforms. I'm not even going to be bothered with this. And it's still out there if I ever wanted to go. I'm pretty sure they got it somewhere and they'll take any amount of money. For me to get it, and I'm just not up to paying them that kind of money. That sounds like a ransom to me. It's like, wait, I know you said the hackers did this, but damn, if y'all don't sound like the hackers yourself. And I literally had to say that to GoDaddy. Um, but I mean, it's like it's 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 crazy that that's that that's what we ended up with. But again, I had options. Remember, we we talked about 
all of this, y'all, all of this, we're human. We're human at uh, 15, I wish I could say 16, but we're almost there. We want choices. You want choices. I want choices. We want, I want options. I want options. And that was part of my exit strategy was all of those choices I didn't have over life, even though I had some amazing choices to make little fires everywhere. You know, you didn't make good choices. You had good choices. I didn't make good choices. I had good choices. And I had great safety nets. And I had a great village, you know. Because I don't think I made, I don't think I made, I made, I made some risky choices. I won't say they were bad. I made some risky choices because I was a creative. And we risked it all. I just risked it all this morning before coming on here talking to y'all. I risked it all. I was like, I went all in. I'm going to risk it one more. Let's do another 30 days of this. It's August 1st. Let's go 30 more days. Break break it down to however you need to break it down so that you understand it, right? I broke it down. It's August 1st. Okay, I'm going to do 30 more days. That's what I said. And I, I mean, literally, I literally hit the button, made the payment. Let's do 30 more days. It, it seems like some, there's something in the midst. Something about this is working. In fact, even before I said I'm going to do 30 more days, I, my daughter must have been able to tell I was like trying to decide and she she gave me one of those looks at her having this degree in psychology, gave me one of those looks like I'm reading your mind. And I know you I know you are wondering about this, but mom, you're in this. This this is working. This is good. And, and it's so funny because my children are those children that each of them have said that and, and pulled that out of me at different times in life. My son did it when he was four years old, when he told me that, you know, I he said, he said, I, I seem to enjoy dryer buzz because I was doing a multitude of things. You know, I was always a serial entrepreneur and my son uh, spent those first four years on my lap while I was developing all of these different things and uh, always around me. And he was observant, still observant to this day. I, he and I, in fact, I'm going to get off of this and call him before because we, we have a six hour time difference. And I try to try to get my content done so I can call and uh, hear his voice. And uh, and he'll listen, you know, and then he'll have a little few words of wisdom. And I'm at that point where I will, I'm listening to them, because there's nobody else that has had that that has witnessed my life the way that they have. And I hope at 18 into this that there's somebody's witnessing your life. We all desire somebody to witness our life. That's what that's what social media is. Is everybody out there trying to find a witness? Say it. I need a witness. You need to post it. I need a witness. There's so much in this world we can't do without a witness. You can't sign your name on a bunch of stuff without a witness. You can, and guess what you do? You get in trouble. There's so many decisions we can't make. You can't go decide on a house without a witness. Sign a house. You can't even lease, lease anything without a witness. There's so much in our lives that we write it down. I need a witness. And the fact, let's call it this. I need a witness. You know, when I got ready to try to figure out that exit strategy, I went to a conference. I sat in that room where everybody was talking about how they was ready to build their dreams. And I'm like, y'all, I've been able to do mine since day one all of my life. Anything anything I wanted to explore, you know, my village, starting with my parents and my aunts and uncles and the grandparents and cousins and all of that. They're like, look, I'll be a witness. I can look back. In fact, half of the stuff I can't even remember I tried, but I had so many witnesses. Say, I remember when you just, I went, I went to the coffee shop. I said, there was a new coffee shop. There is a new coffee shop, and I probably should get up and get dressed and go to the coffee shop today. And then I think about it, I think I might. But I'm in the coffee shop sitting there. And, uh, of course, with social distancing across the way, somebody said, I'm, I was a witness. You, I remember you did this, and they took it all the way back. And I was like, wow. And then the lady at the coffee shop came up and she said, wait a minute. Are you dryer buzz? 
And uh, I I just commented on their uh, new Instagram. And I said, yeah. And uh, she said, thank you for coming in. Because guess what I'm finna do now? I'm finna post this amazing latte that I came that I saw on your Instagram. So, you know, be a witness. You, we need a witness, but guess what? Be a witness. Through my 20 years of, of blogging, um, probably 15, a year, 15 of those years, I would say good 12. Because I, I really didn't step out as the blog, as the person behind it until 2012. 2012, I headed out of here to New York. I did a fundraiser because I went to BlogCur. And uh, BlogCur is probably is probably the number one uh, conference for bloggers, right? And, and I say, right, like you, you need to co-sign on that. You really don't. But um, they, I just saw a post the other day, and I, cause I, I, I went. Let me tell you, I don't think you need to go. I know some people, they go to stuff every year, and I'm like, honey, I went in 2012, and I left there with a five-year plan. So you got to imagine, in 2017, when I tell y'all I had that breakfast, uh, that was part of that plan there. And it was also part of the exit strategy. The year that I went, that's what, let me tell you why I didn't need to go anymore. And I really wanted to go again, but it's a very expensive thing to do. They're, they're held in very expensive cities. And the year that I went in New York, I was like, my goal was I am not taking out my household budget to go to this thing because I really couldn't explain to my household how important it was to go because they didn't really understand fully on what I did at that, at that time anyway. But as a matter of fact, I did go at the expense of my household because I did a GoFundMe because um, when you go to this conference, because it is expensive, and as a blogger, you're supposed to be able to monetize what you do, you have to do a campaign to go for your crowd. You have to do crowd for funding. And your crowd has to value you uh, getting this knowledge, going to this thing. And so I did a crowdfunding. And then when I did the crowdfunding, I realized my household contributed most of the money, which I was raising about two to three thousand dollars because it was in the conference was at a hotel in Times Square in Times Square not in New York the conference was at a hotel in Times Square I remember going downstairs as I checked in and I went downstairs getting ready to walk New York by myself because I'm you know I'm rolling solo uh, of course I'm there with other thousands of bloggers and it was the most amazing reunion ever um, because all of us had, you know, learned about each other online and on our various platforms and being some of the first thought, thought leaders on all these other platforms. So I only spent a few minutes. In fact, if, even at the airport, one a blogger, I didn't even know. She was like, hey, you here for the conference? Let's share, uh, a, let's share a ride. We shared, I don't know if we took a taxi. No, we, we didn't take a taxi. We took a taxi. Uh, she and I took a taxi back to the airport. But we took the, one of the systems, uh, transportation systems, and then we ended up, the transportation system we took was taking too long because it was hitting every hotel. We were excited to get the hours. We jumped out of that and then jumped in a taxi, which took us right to the hotel. But there were thousands and thousands and thousands of us there. And uh, But I did a crowd, I did a, uh, I think I did a, I'm trying to think if I did a GoFundMe. I think it was one of the first GoFundMe's I did. And and lo and behold, all the money was coming out of my house. Our family was donating. My kids was donating. Uh, my mom, of course, always primary investor. Uh, God rest her loving soul. Uh, always primary uh, investor. And uh, and I went for the full week and went to all. I, and actually, you know what? I didn't even go to all the sessions because there was so much. You know, the sessions were really a lot of us. In fact, I'll tell you, uh, it, it was Easter Ray before Easter Ray. You know, it's like you, you're hanging out with Easter Ray. She had her, her YouTube series, 
And the panel that she was on was one that was curated or moderated by one of uh, my dearest um, friends, and we have a we have a common love uh, for theater. Doctor Doctor Goddess um, curated a panel that had Easter Ray on it and a couple of others that were at that time um, building webs, you know, doing the web series. Um, and so I went to that one. I, I, I can only remember uh, so few sessions because the better part of it was hanging out together in the restaurants and in the bar. I mean, one session, there was one session I went to and the session was full on. There was one, there was a seat left to the side of me, but it was kind of like the, the chair was kind of like behind me. And I didn't want to, you know, when somebody walks in the room, you know how every time somebody comes in, particularly those that are uh, behind time, I won't say late because you're never late, but those that are behind time. So when people were talking, you don't want to like, keep turning around because somebody's coming in, you know, because there's a little bit of noise level that, that they have to go through. To, and you don't want to embarrass people turning around and looking at it. I'm, I'm that person. I'm concerned because I've been that person behind time. And you don't want to walk into something and everybody in the room turns around. So I said, I won't be that person. You know, that was my thing. I'm not going to be that person being distracted by people still coming in. I'm going to give the people that are speaking my full-on attention. Well, lo and behold, um, one of my dearest uh, connections comes in, sits beside me, and I don't want to, like, just, you know, I don't want to put them, you know, like, on blast, like, you know, and, and certainly not give them a side eye, like, okay, you're making all this noise, coming in late, you know, hurry up, sit down, stay talking, you know, I'm just that person, just, let's not, let's not disrespect the room, if particularly the people who are giving us, giving us their time, 25, and 25, 20 into this, and so I never turned around, and I forgot they were there, and got back into the, um, panel and I took I remember I took a picture of the panel and I went to post it on Twitter at the time because we weren't all on Facebook at that time. We we're talking about we we're talking about 2012. And uh so I noticed on Twitter because like I said this is one of my strongest connections, deepest uh connections and a black woman like myself and I'm like her picture comes down my timeline right behind my picture and I'm like and I and look, it still didn't turn around, but I'm looking like, damn, that picture. But she just because I was like, wait, did she see me post it and share my picture? And I realized, oh wait, that's her picture. And I turned around, and I was like, girl, and we were sitting side by side. Now, mind you, we had never met, but we had known each other online um, from for the four years, I think. When you think about 2008, we started on Twitter, and this was 2012, so you know. And uh, and I'm thinking maybe we knew each other on another plat earlier platform before that, and there we were in this room together. And then not only that, um, so I did go to a couple of sessions, but that day I missed the rest of the sessions because she and I spent the entire day sitting and talking in the bar about everything. Um, she was even pregnant at the time. Um, she which was a which was starting her family over and. And still to this day is somebody we have to watch because she covers a lot of what's really going on on these platforms, what's really going on in the world of technology. And and I just talk about using social media for business, but she really gets into the development of these things and people who are developing these things and what that means for women and particularly black women, women of color in many of these spaces. And, and she's just that arm, an army, one woman army for us. And uh, so she and I spent the rest of that day 
um, strategizing. You know, not even like not even girlfriend time. We spent the rest of that day strategizing. Here's here's why we're here. Here's what we need to do. Here's what's happening. Here's what needs to happen. Here's how we need to empower ourselves here, um, so that we can have the longevity in this and not just be in it alone. So there are many people who can say they've got decades doing that and this thing. So, but what have you done? Who have you brought along? That's why when you know five years later doing. Um, breakfast with dryer buds. It was like, you know, putting all these people around the table. And I look at the people who came around the table and they're, they're collaborating to this day, even though that was my exit strategy. This, y'all, this is my farewell. You know, it was absolutely my farewell. People were like, when is it coming back? When is it coming back? It may come back, but it'll be in some other iteration, but it, it won't be the same because that was serving the purpose because things in our lives are there to serve a purpose. And you'll find that you can't keep doing the same thing because the purpose has changed. My purpose has changed. My need has changed. What I need has changed. I don't need as much as I as I did then. That's, and I kept trying to figure out, like, when? Why can't I get on my grind? Why can't I get on my hustle? Because the, the need has changed. The purpose has changed. The debt has changed. The accountability has changed. You know, I don't need as much. You know, I don't have... You know, I got kids still taking a few courses here and there, but I don't have four kids trying to get through school. You know what I'm saying? I got an empty nest. You know, the light bill ain't what it used to be. You know, it's like the debt is just not what it not what it used to be. I don't have to I don't have to have, you know, a couple of modes of transportation. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like I don't have to rush off anywhere. It's things will change. And sometimes we don't see the change. That's why you need a witness. She was my witness. I was her witness at that thing. And we turned around and looked at each other because I had witnessed her four years. She had witnessed my four years. So now we were sitting at the table. We came to the table with that same sense of urgency of what needs to happen for us right now. And sometimes, and be thankful, that sense of urgency is going to change. That fear that you have, it's going to change. It's going to change, but you have to, Keep on living. You have to keep on going. You have to go through it. You know, the story about the storm, you know, you just stay in the storm or you keep on going because the storm is moving. Do you, have you ever noticed that the storm, 30 minutes into this, I'm going to get ready to go. It's the weekend. We can talk a little bit more. But the storm moves. Think about it. Now, yeah, I know it rains a lot in the rainforest. And I think they're hoping it still rains in the rainforest. But the storm does what? It comes through. It keeps moving. It keeps moving. Let it pass. And, and thankful for us today, we can see exactly where the storm is. Today, you know exactly where the storm is. All you got to say, Lord, let me be present in it so I can look and see my way out of it. There was a guy, um, there's a guy I'm following on TikTok, and y'all pray, hope, hope, that, hope that they come up with measures uh, that Trump doesn't, uh, is not allowed to ban uh, TikTok. And the only reason he wants to ban it is because the truth about him is the one platform where nobody's afraid to talk about the truth about him. Um, but there's a guy who is walking for cancer, and I think he lost his dad. And so he's walking all these miles for cancer. And yesterday he posted, uh, he was in the, he got caught in a storm. And he said, well, y'all look at this map. And the storm... It was a tiny little storm in two spots on the map. In one of those spots, his dot was right in, right under it, right? 
And mind you, now he was walking. Now here's the thing: what I, I say, keep going, don't keep going, because what he had to do was he had to either, he had to stop and let it pass and be either because he couldn't get in front of it because guess what? It's coming up behind. It's going his route. So what he did was he's like, I'm just gonna stop for a little bit and let it pass, and that before he'll be behind it and be walking into it. But guess what? Every step from that moment on will be fresh and clean because the storm will have cleaned and cleared the path, right? And so. But I just thought it was amazing that he showed the Doppler, I think they still call it the radar. He showed the radar, he posted the radar uh, as a green screen, and literally his dot, there were two little storms on the map in the whole, in a probably a 200-mile radius, and one of them was right on top of him. And he said, oh, and it, it, was, it was raining so bad in his video. And, uh, and of course, you know, he walking, he has all this gear. And he said, I'm just going to stop and let it pass. Sometimes you have to stop and let it pass. Sometimes that could be a day in the bed, you know, but make sure you count your burn days. We call those our burn days. I'm going to let this day just burn itself off, right? Let the day burn itself off. Don't you burn yourself out. Because sometimes you'll realize, I got some time. You got some time? You got some time? You might let, let, let this be a chill day. You know, go ahead. Have a chill day. I'm just going to chill here in bed. But make sure it's a choice. Let it be a choice and an option. Don't let it be a give up or a give in. It's a choice. And that's all we want. We want witnesses to our lives, our lives, and we want choices, options. This world will give you that and more. Let me just tell you, this world will give you that and more. This world will give you a witness. And even if you don't even know who's witnessing, they'll let you know at some point in time. When you and make so bad, they'll let you know when you need to know. They'll let you know when you need to know. At times when I sorely need it, somebody will walk us through. That day when I went to the coffee shop, I went to the coffee shop. I was meeting one of my uh, customers. She said, don't ship my order. I'm, uh, I'm driving to Atlanta for the weekend and I'm I want it for the weekend um coming up visit some friends and I'm gonna come you know your way and I'm meeting I'm like you know what okay I'm gonna go meet her at this coffee shop and when I tell you now that day that morning because we were there probably a couple of hours um well actually we she and I being on time difference I ended up having to wait for her an hour because there was an hour time that we forgot about there's an hour time difference between us even though we live across i live in georgia she lives in alabama that's an hour difference between georgia and alabama so when we said nine o'clock my nine o'clock my her nine o'clock is my ten o'clock my my nine o'clock is her eight o'clock and so um we i had ended up having to wait at the coffee shop i was like oh, i might as well sit here and enjoy coffee but, I, you know, I'm concerned, like, I don't want to take up a table, but, hey, it's a pandemic. They're glad people are coming in. And so uh, while I'm sitting there, um, another person who I have, I've witnessed her life. She's witnessed my life. And we live in the same neighborhood. She came in. So we, I had an amazing talk with her. There was another gentleman there. He was actually there doing a story on the coffee shop. trying, You know, open, they, they had planned to open this coffee shop, and then the pandemic hit. So he was there um, doing some stories on it. And we all... Um, we all we all had the same history of writing about this city. 
we all had the same history, uh, the three of us before my customer got there, realized that we all had the same history writing about this city and we shared that and we realized that we had witnessed each other just because we said it outwardly. She and I were saying some things outwardly. He says, he's, the gentleman says, I heard you guys say this. You have, did you know about this? Or did, we ended up having a really wonderful conversation. And then in comes another witness. Witness to us, y'all. Somebody is witness, especially in social media. You'd be surprised how many people witness. And you know what? And I'm going to tell you, we end up can't get out of bed because we think the people that are witnessing us, when we need them to co-sign on something or, or to encourage us and it's not there, you know, because um, they don't understand. People don't know what they don't know. And they don't have the human behaviors that we think they have. Um, and we get we get our feelings hurt. We get down. We get depressed because we look for we look for so much to come from the wrong direction. We always wanted to come from the wrong direction. It's not going to come from where you think it's going to come from. And we close off everything else that so we don't see it. We don't see it anywhere else. The gratitude of the things that we do. The understanding for the things that we do. You know. And you just got to let life cycle through. On that, I'm just going to reiterate myself. So I'm going to get ready to go because I got to go talk on another platform, on another conversation. Oh, I'm trying to open my phone so I can tell y'all how far I just went over. I think I did go over a few minutes if you needed this thing to stop at the 30. And I hope that you were seven, seven minutes over. But it's the weekend. It's Saturday. And hopefully you are listening to this if you are going back out to the salons. And the barbershops, if you didn't know, that's why it's called Dryer Bus, because we give you something um, to entertain entertain yourself while you're under the dryer. People don't get under the dryer as much as they do. It's starting to come back. It's cycling back around because I have some twists that uh, I have to sit under the dryer uh, with, and I'm going to wear these. I'm going to rock these twists for a while. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think what else. Um, just throw back those covers. Do this. It's a chill day. I understand that. But at least get up and make up the bed and just lay on top of the covers. Just lay on top of the covers. You know, stand up every few minutes. Let the blood circulate good. You know, do a little stretching. But think and process. You know, who are your, who are your true witnesses? You know, not those that, that, are, that, are, that are stalking, trolling, and throwing up everything negative about everything. Not those. Where where are some of the most positive reinforce? Where did your positive reinforcement come from? And why don't why aren't you? Because that's your choice and your option. Why aren't you giving more attention to that? Because you know what what impacts you. You've granted permission for that to be in your life. You got that kind of choice, that kind of option. You've granted permission for everything to be in your life. I'm sitting here with me and the dog. That's all I granted permission to right now, and you. As I record this, but you you get this after I finish. I decided I'm gonna let you have this after I finish recording. I'm not even giving you this in real time because I need to get it all out, right? Because I owe that to myself to have an uninterrupted uh, conversation about how I got out of bed. I have to get up and reinforce myself how I got out of bed, and I decided I'm gonna do that out loud. I'm gonna do that in public. I'm gonna be truthful and transparent about it. You know, the first thing I woke up this morning, I had, I was like, oh, got to pay this. And I was like, and I like everybody else, I'm like, okay, we're in this pandemic. Do we do it 30 more days? 30 more days. And I'm not even talking about, I'm not even talking about the bills. I'm talking about 
one of my adventures, one of my, uh, I'm talking about uh, one of my stores. And I'm like, one of my online stores, you know, like everybody else. It's like, can we, can we make it another, can we make it another 30 days? You know, I know what the plan is and, and I know the beta, the testing and the strategy and so forth. And I know that I'm in this and I know how quickly I say I'm, when I do something, I know how quickly I build a reputation for it. You know, I can't just, it can't, I can't stop now. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I had to, before getting to today, because we did a soft launch in May, uh, kind of a, a unofficially in June. July went well. You know, July, we, we came up with a couple of campaigns. And now here we are in August. Um, and, and in August, even August is, August, uh, the month of August, um, without the pandemic, is usually on autopilot because, you know, at the end of August, well, actually, you know what, um, school, I'm in the South, and schools usually start in August. So everything else kind of gets put on autopilot while everybody starts making this kind of adjustment. People are, you know, supposedly, I think kids are still going off to college. I've seen some where they're saying they're taking the kids off to college, uh, even though there's been a reduction in the number of students. Schools are starting on Monday. Some started already. Um, you know, in in whatever capacity that people have chosen based on the options that they were offered. So um, I'm wishing everybody Godspeed on that. Um, and and I mean, it just seems like it could work because there's certain parts of our economy that worked right on through this. But then again, you know, schools are petri dishes, and and no nobody's thought about that. Uh, nobody's thought about you know the start the start of school literally kicks off you know flu season. Because all those kids with all those different immune systems and all those different levels of, of germs and transport, and I'm not trying to scare you, I'm trying to prepare you. So what you want to do is make sure that you are building up your child's immune system as well as yours, because they're going to bring home to you. You need to have a fridge full of fruit and, and vegetables. Now is the time for that. Um, fruits and vegetables, go look it up. What is going to help your immune system based on your blood type? If you want to go that deep into it, there are a number of people, even if you don't want to go to a specialist, um, start watching, go to YouTube University. You know, um, there, are, there are a number of professionals as well as experts and subject matter experts as well as experiences. You got experts and you got experiences. And one of the things, having put four kids through the school system, what I would do at this time, I, I'd amp them up on the vitamin C. Uh, the emergency and uh, what's the other, what's some of the other stuff that um, people would take, get that immune system up. And and believe it or not, this is not the conversation right now, but going back in that, because it could be done. It's supposed to be done. We're supposed to figure this thing out. We're supposed to be at this point. And it's because we've been ignoring so much, including the reduction of what smaller numbers, everything should be done in smaller numbers right about now. History repeats itself. We cycle through these these lifetimes, but we keep thinking that we're supposed to be doing the same thing every day, all day, and forever. No. There is absolutely no reason the number of kids are in the school system than 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 there is. Okay, I'm trying to get it out. Homeschooling been around forever, but people could not homeschool. People could not number. Let me just let me go on to break it down. People could not make their children a priority because they had to work. I was one of those parents. I had to work. 
But I'm like, wait a minute. I can't sacrifice these kids. And I had to because I, I didn't have other, you know, options. I had to develop a system of village. We had to create a we had to create a village. Because I didn't want I didn't want the outside world to have as much of an impact as it does on my children. So we went we went with a three generational household because parents have to work. Teachers, guess what? Teachers are parents. They're not they're not some superhuman beings. They have families too. And now they gotta now they gotta take care of because that's what they do. They gotta take care and try to teach. You know, I think uh, their classrooms have been cut in half. But they got to do that for six to eight hours, then go home and, and do with their families. Taking all those six to eight, taking all those, uh, all that immune, all those immune systems home with them, you know, and try not to, and try not to engage on that, you know? And it's like, and then you look at some of the, and you, like, like, this is a global pandemic, but then you're looking at each school system is doing something different. There was no, there is no national plan. There is zero national plan because there's no there's no national school. We don't have a national school system. Every school system is different. I saw one TikTok. The teacher went in her classroom and came out, and she was like, I don't like it. And everybody was like, well, wait, your school did that for you? Because the other teachers in the other school systems had to go in and, and de-pandemic their own classroom. And she was uh, so upset. And everybody was like, well, what school system do you work for? They 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 designed your classroom and gave y'all everything y'all need. And she was she was like, I don't like it. Oh, I don't like it. And they was like, what's not to like? We got school systems where teachers are out there having to buy all their own stuff for their own classroom as if they got budgets. And they were those teachers was mad with her, like, girl, please. I wish they would organize my classroom like that. They had already sectioned off. The teachers were going in. They had already sectioned off our classroom. We've seen videos where people, where teachers are trying to organize their own desk. It's like it's like the classroom she had. Everybody wanted that classroom. Everybody's like, "What school system do you work for? How much money y'all got?" Because they had already designed everything. All she had to do was go in there and start teaching. All she had to do was show. They were like, "You just not showing up." Some of these teachers have been in the schools half the summer trying to figure this out because they are on their own. And they're about to get kids they that they'll never see the parents of. Even in a global pandemic, there are students in these schools, that, and, and, and some rightfully so, because I know you as a parent are out there working just that hard. And I know, and I'm not trying to put any extra weight, extra weight on you. Because I believe, I know, I know parents, because I, I was that parent, I was a bus stop parent. And I know parents would have to leave their kids out there. There would be kids at the bus stop well before the bus was coming. Because the parents had to lock up the house. The kid had to wait at the bus stop. Because the parent had to get on the work. Because we have employers out there that refuse to change the workforce. They refuse to change the workday. But what did they do? They were they were instantly ready to adapt the work for, workforce and the workday when this pandemic hit, rather than go out of business. What shift do you need to work? They couldn't ask you that five years ago, when we had when we were very capable of doing that, so that you can make your families a priority. We everybody out here, we want we want choices, we want options, and we want witnesses. 
And there are people who have got, that's why we got unions and labor unions today. Can you imagine? I mean, we used to work, well, not we, but there was a generation that had to work seven days a week. Five days a week, that's not, that, that wasn't just given, that was fought for. Eight hours a day, that wasn't just given, that was fought for. It's like people are dying. They can't work 24 hours, you know. They got to have eight hours to sleep. <laughs> you know, some people still work at 16. Some people are like, wait, you work eight? You know, wait, you mean y'all don't work 24 hours out there? I mean, they're, they're, because you know what? Use social media so you can find out how other, how the other half, no, the other third. Find out how the other third is living. We, we break down in the thirds now. It used to be one and four. It used to be four. We used to be four and fourths. But now we're in thirds. Find out how another, find out how the other third is living. Because one third is like, yeah, they just got it all. You know, they, they're working together. You know, they got good choices, you know. Um, but your third is where? What what are y'all doing? Are y'all doing it together? Are you witnessing each other? Are you getting out of bed to help each other? You know, be a witness. Don't just say, I need a witness. Be a witness. Be a witness. Be a witness. Because then guess what? You know what? For 20 years, I was a witness. And now when I need it, when I have a problem and I need a solution, I've witnessed so much. I go right to the solution. I, there's so much in my life right now. I haven't lived this long. And having having talked to people and asked them, how did you do that? That's what I've been doing for the past 20 years. I've been asking people, how did you do that? Every Everybody, you can, it's probably only a few people you can throw a name at me and I didn't get a chance to ask them, how did they do that? 20 years, talking, 20 years of interviews, talking 20 years of daily stories. How did you do that? I was like, how did you do that? How did you do that? And not all of them were inter- entertainment. In fact, I prefer, I tried to stay away as much from entertainment as much as I could. That's why here we were talking about the loss of some of the great civil rights leaders. I got a chance in my lifetime to ask John Lewis, how did you do that? How did you get out of bed that day and go down there and decide you're going to go march with these marchers, you know? And he told me how he did. He even told me what he had in the backpack. That was one of my questions. What did you have in the backpack? You know, I got a chance to ask C.T. Vivian, you know? How did you how did you do that? How did you decide you were gonna do all this work, hard work with, with Dr. King and others? You know, I got a chance to even ask him on the day, you know, when uh when Dr. King was assassinated. You know, how did y'all find out? Because they have we didn't have cell phones, they barely had phones. It wasn't a phone everywhere, it wasn't a pay phone everywhere. You know, there wasn't a news media. He and he literally outlined the day. He said, Well, you know, he said he was in Chicago. He said, you know, they didn't just come right out and say that he had died, that he had been assassinated. Well, they didn't, you know, they, they never was, he tried to say he was assassinated. Um, he said they, you know, uh, he said he was, uh, he was at work uh, in the office. They were, and as a matter of fact, I have a clip, and I realized in the clip he said that they were getting ready to do, he was working on an initiative in Chicago. And I was like, wow, I wonder, I wonder where that, where how far that initiative got because they ended up having to stop everything and then come to funeralize Dr. King. And we don't know where, we, we know some of how things, you know, got back on track after that because they they had established associations and organizations. And uh, he was uh, planting whatever or organization, starting the organization in 
working in Chicago. And he said, you know, all the radio reports, in fact, he alluded to not television reports, but radio reports. He said, you know, he had to leave the office and go across town. And there was danger in trying and traveling from the office to get, you know, everybody was rushing home to their families. I mean, I think we saw it in, uh, in, in one of the movies, in several of the movies, you know, there was this mad dash to get back to your family. Uh, when you hear that Dr. King, you know, has been shot, he said, you know, they just said that he'd been shot or he'd been hurt. The first, they just kept saying he'd been hurt. And uh, he kept saying, he told me, he said, you know, each report, they never, you know, they never would say. And I think they were just basically trying to figure out what the, cause you know, by nightfall, we all know, you know, the, 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 you know, and I don't like to call them riots cause they weren't ever really right. Cause when there's a death, that's not a riot. You know what I'm saying? Riots are what was plagued on black communities. You know, black people don't riot. We don't protest. We avenge. We are, we are, we're not protesters. We are avengers because much has been done to us and we are avenging those things. We're not protesting. We were protested upon. So we, we need to stop using that language. Um, when you think about the atrocities and the devastation, devastation of our bodies. And I'm going to go, I got a book right here that I can grab that really explains what has been done, uh, to black people in this country. And, uh, let me see, I have, I keep the page, um, turned so I can always go back to it because I have to be reminded of myself to use the right language and I and I get this from Zora Neale Hurston's book Barracoon the story of the last black cargo and it's called the violent uprooting of bodies the devastation of societies and the desolation of souls the violent uprooting of bodies the devastation of societies and the desolation of souls that's what has been done to black people from coast to coast which is why we we now exist from coast to coast, because the violent uprooting the violent uprooting of bodies is why we now rep, we now represent uh, the diaspora on, on on every coast. And so, but I I I can say that because I ask how 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 not why but how because we know why. And I, t- I took a, a, one of my sociology classes a long time ago. First thing they was talking about, a social work class, I'll say it like that. Uh, and I decided not to go into social work. And I guess I kind of did on another level. Uh, was not to ask why. Because you know why. You know why you won't get out of that bed. I'm just here to tell you how to get out of the bed. We, I, we know why. And some people don't want to say why. They don't want to say why they're going through what they're going through because of the why. And everybody is in protective mode. And I understand that. I clearly understand it. I'm there. I'm there with you. I don't know what tomorrow may bring, but I know right now I had a great shutdown process last night. I woke up very well rested. I feel good. I woke up, opened my eyes, and I meditated a little bit, got a little bit more clarity on what I need to do. And I looked and like everybody else was like, it's August 1st. It's August 1st. It's August 1st of 2020. And this is where we begin to turn this thing around, y'all. This is where we begin to have, let our faith come through, be stronger in what we do. And this is where we literally begin to turn this thing around. We're on the countdown. I was, of course, counting down. I know it's 117 days till Thanksgiving because I'm doing that countdown on my um, on my TikTok, provided TikTok don't get canceled today. Trump is threatening to ban TikTok today. So even if he does, and I'm not even going to tell you to follow me on another platform because I want TikTok. I love it. 
I love it because it is everything that Mark Zuckerberg refuses to allow Facebook and Instagram to be. We all want to just play a little bit of music. And, and understand, music, music makes the world go round. And yet, all these other platforms won't let us play music because they don't want to. Because they don't want to license it. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how the licensing deal working over there, but uh, you know, I don't know. Because I mean, that ain't that ain't the place. You know, China ain't exactly about intellectual property. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like we are, but yet don't want to pay for it. Like, why doesn't you know the other platforms who make all this money? Why don't they want to pay artists and let us put in a snippet of, of music? 15 seconds, you know, how bad is that going to hurt? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, let me give you a timestamp, and then uh, I'm going to get ready. Yeah, yeah, we spent a really good hour, and that's all right because it's the weekend, and uh, so I got about 40 seconds here to tell you, you know, that each and everything we do uh, is because we want to know how. But listen, I need you to know that you should go be a witness over at dryerbus.com. Be a witness. Uh, be a witness at shopdryerbus.com. All you gotta do is witness it. Go, go witness it. Because I just renewed it for another 30 days. And I'm going to try it another 30 days. Uh, so go witness what's going on at shopdryerbus.com. So you can see how I do this. That's how That's how I do this. You want to know, like, how does she um, do this? I do it with Shop Dryer Bus where I have a bookstore. And now I have a soap store because in this quarantine, this pandemic, I've learned to make soap and I make them available so that I can keep learning and keep making it, keep doing it and uh, be a wit- go be a witness to it. That's what we're going to do. Be a wit- Thank you. And let me thank you for being a witness to what we do in the kitchen. Um, I still I still don't. I'm, a, I'm sorry. y'all. I don't want to sell this lemonade. I really don't. Uh, it involves a lot because I, I have not gone out and done any mass production i haven't you know i mean it take it takes a lot but i what i do love is that i have a great following for it on tiktok and the recipes you can download you'll be able to download the recipes uh soon i know i hate to say soon but i'm i'm trying to figure out the look of it i've i've got the recipes i'm still trying to decide on what the recipe cards will look like that you'll be able to download um but there's no way with the demand of this thing, um, and I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say never, but I really had planned on doing it for uh, events, not necessarily individuals. So you know, is what it is, and I'm still feeling. And I love that. Here's what it is. I love that everybody that is out there selling it, people keep tagging me in yours, and uh, so congratulations to all to all the lemonades that are coming out. I have a wonderful friend that makes lemonade and I I literally would love if you guys would go and support them lemonade mixology um they do an awesome job they actually built their brand um through area events and I know that they're probably facing some difficulty because there's not as many events they they will have year round events so please uh if you are looking for for lemonade go and support lemonade mixology uh I will I will give them a, give them a share and, uh, but if you like my recipe of what I'm doing, especially now when school's getting ready to start back and you need to have those babies on some lemonade with some of this fresh fruit, um, I'll go ahead and start posting some, well, some of the recipes over on YouTube if you want to go down, but I know you want to be able to just go to one spot. So I will be uh, creating that recipe store. 
I think I'll, I'll, that's something I'm going to work on this weekend. Cause I don't think I have anything else. So I'll get, so I'll get those ready for the downloads. All right. Y'all have yourself, yourselves a great day. Go and be a witness. Okay. Bye. Go now to dryerbuzz.com and follow at dryerbuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.